0: What's up, nerds? Welcome to NGR Pal Block, our all-Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, that beautiful, beautiful man, the Nintendo master, Edward Barnell. Yatta! Ed. Yes. I'm so glad. We're so glad we're back. Yay! I like Mondays when we record the show because I'm off on Mondays, and I don't have anything to worry about. On Mondays, and it's great.
1: Well, that's good. That's very good. It's good. I mean, it's you not- have
0: you have NGR Radio tonight, but yeah, but that's that's later. That's, <laughs> that's that's later, man.
1: Well we get to nerd out about Nintendo. Yeah. Yay, one of my favorite companies. Yeah, we do. Well, my favorite company.
0: I'm so, I'm so excited because I went and traded in my old phone because I got a new phone, and I started playing Fire Emblem again on my phone. By the way, and guess what? It's still real good. Fire Emblem Heroes is is very uh, simplified version of Fire Emblem but it's really good when you just need a quick palate cleanser from the exploration of Zelda that I am now 90 plus hours into.
1: (laughs) You're not the only one. I literally had to uh, take a break from Zelda um, because of playing another game which is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and I can honestly say that game and Zelda are two different things. Like they are yeah, they literally are separate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know when people are going to start not classifying open world games as a genre anymore, and just kind of just say, okay, this is a action adventure game in an open world, or this is a role a action role playing game in an open world, or this is a exploration game in an open world. Like, open world is not a genre anymore. Like, you take you look at like the th- three like major. Uh, styles of open world like GTA and Horizon and Zelda and The Witcher are all four completely different styles of games. But, and but, it's so weird when people try to classify them all as one genre when they're clearly not. I think it's
1: the it's because you could go anywhere, um, like there's no limit and there's not the linear when you're not giving a uh, a mission. Whereas Zelda you create missions to go anywhere. So it's kind of like on a whole different level than what those other games are. And um, just a quick plug. Uh, I got a, a blog out called fresh freedom that I wrote about oh, for NGR, which talks about, you know uh, how fresh it is to play games and stuff. But when it comes to breath of the wild, there's just a freedom that's, that's just, that feels fresh. Like I'm not limited to anything. I don't have really no mission structure. If I want to do a mission, I could go ahead and do a mission, but I make whatever that mission may be, whether it's, I want to follow the story or I want to see where a shrine is at and there's no direction. There's no point that if I place something on the map now, I need to go to that. No, I could, I could take everything off the map and just go and, or I don't even have to get the towers to find out what the map what the map looks like and just go anywhere that I want to go. Where I feel like GTA is like you have side missions and missions and you have to go to point A to point B because when you don't have nothing else to do uh what you're limited to uh being restricted to if I hit somebody I know I got a um, my consequent, my consequences. I might get a star. Now I have to deal with the cops, or if I cause any destruction, now I gotta fight an army or something. Um, and none of that is in like Breath of the Wild. There's no punishing factors unless you want to be punished.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, yeah, what you said was was on point. I don't know what I was going to add, but yeah, but anyways i traded in my new my old phone because i got a new phone and i paid off a bunch of switch games because uh as much as you know anybody who's been following me the last three years and this show and ngr and old shows uh i'm not the biggest fan of gamestop most of the time but uh yeah, I took in my old phone and I checked what the trading credit was going to be on my, on the app. And I said, and it said $110. I was like, okay, that's, that's a, enough money to pay off, you know, Mario Kart and Puyo Puyo Tetris. And, uh, I'll put a little bit more on, uh, Lego city. And so I went in and I traded it in and they were like, we have a 50%, uh, bonus bonus for tech which includes phones, uh, tablets, and MP3 players and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. That's like an extra, like, 55 ish dollars And And uh, so I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to pay off LEGO City. I'm going to pay off Mario Kart. I'm going to pay off Puyo Puyo Tetris and maybe put something on something else. And so since I did that, they are also running the... If you purchase or pre-order any Switch accessory or game that's an extra 20% on top of it. And I was like, oh, crap. I'm suddenly sitting on about $200 worth of trading credit for my, you know, now three-year-old phone. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's a good deal. So I ended up paying off uh, Lego City, Mario Kart, Puyo Puyo Tetris, uh, Readout, Ultra Street Fighter, uh, to and rhyme and put more money on the sky five so Yay. my switch library is growing pretty fast and it's also uh mostly paid off except for you know arms is probably the next game i'm going to try to pay off because that's the generic spring uh release date right now which by the way they released two new trailers for arms today did you watch them
1: no, I didn't. I didn't know they uh, released it, one of them. Was off.
0: like the character trailer for like, and all the characters finally have names, like U.S. names. Uh-huh. So, uh, it was pretty cool. It was it was cool. I'm excited for that game. Every time I see something about on that game, it uh looks like a. It's gonna be a, a easy fighting game to jump into, but it also has some deep fighting mechanics, and it looks like there might be some light light RPG style elements where you can upgrade and change around some stuff on your character, oh. which that looks good. cool. So I'm the more I see on arms, the more excited I am. Uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be at evil this year. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. I think somebody said that, but uh, yeah, arms is probably the next one in Splatoon and disguise are the next three I need to pay off. So I'm 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 thrilled that like you know, something good came out of this old phone because usually you just toss your old phone in a drawer and if your new phone breaks, you bowl out to activate it and whatever, and yeah. it's, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. The Switch is... that My PlayStation and Xbox at this point are Netflix machines. Like, <laughs> I have not... I haven't even... Tur- I turned on my PlayStation for one time since I got my Switch, and that's because... Uh, I was chatting with some friends through a group message, and they were like, "Hey, I'm on, we're on PS4. Why don't you just get on the group chat?" I was like, well, "Okay, I'll just hop on the the group chat in PS4 while I run down some shrines in Zelda." So, uh, but see, I seriously like the Switch and the Wii U have been on way more in the last three, two and a half, three weeks, mm-hmm. two and a half weeks that the Switch has been out. And my Xbox and PlayStation are sitting over here collecting dust. And, like, I feel bad that they're not getting used. But at the same time, like, it's exciting to have a constant reason to have an Nintendo device in my hand. And, like, that's kind of what I want to talk about later. Uh, But there's a a couple things I want to talk about before we get into that. Because we had that conversation late last week, which was, what, Friday's episode that we didn't record uh was supposed to be about because i got stuck at work and i worked like four (laughs) extremely long days in a row but um sorry i've been talking a lot ed what have you what have you been playing um i finished the order 1886 and it's a
1: bland cover based shooter that lost its lost uh, like I mentioned earlier, Horizon Zero Dawn. And this is the thing that I'm coming to realize about Sony. And I'm and it is I'm getting very disappointed in them. I'm hating how they do narrative. I hate how they do these stories, or they need to edit it be- they need to be edited better. They need to have be more creative. Uncharted force stuff to do this. The order 1886 didn't know what it wants to be, and Horizon pulled the same crap off. And this it's getting it's getting problematic for me because I feel like God of War is gonna go do the same thing. The last game from this from Sony that I enjoy as a story, and you kind of have to figure it out, is um, The Last Guardian. Like, and I gave it like I pretty much gave it like a 10 out of 10. I think it was one of PlayStation's best game of 2016, even over Uncharted 4 and it's just i I mean i'm enjoying horizon for other reasons and stuff it looks it looks pretty i like the color uses that that they have but the story and their narratives is just it's just horrible to me i i don't and it needs to be better um I played a little bit more of Breath of the Wild, of course. Uh, got some more shrines. Um, there, I'm still hunting for, uh, you know, to get, um, uh, to get some uh, material so I could trade them in. Um, I need to get my glowing skeleton outfit in Gerudo Village, so uh, I can't wait till I do that.
0: glowing skeleton. What? Wait, what? Hold on, what? What? What?
1: Okay, um, I, I will leave that under wraps. That's a spoiler.
0: Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What glowing skeleton costume?
1: There's a shop in Gerudo Village um, that you have to find the password. And when you get in, you could buy some... Uh, some um outfits there.
0: Nope. And one I of gotta the check outfits, this out.
1: Nope. And one of the outfits is uh, it's a skeleton costume that has the blue neon like the guardians have.
0: What? What? Ho, what? Okay. You know what? I need to find this. I need to find this. Okay. Um.
1: But um. Uh, um. So I I've been doing that. Uh buying some pieces here and there and just really really still enjoying Breath of the Wild Haven't uh I think I'm planning on going to uh to another temple to progress the story um because I know Death Mountain and stuff I plan to do last I think that's gonna be the last temple that I do um and then find some more shrines uh do some more Kuroko Sea adventures uh because I've been finding a lot of that stuff um and then I'm gonna go and finish the game uh so I can have be ready for that discussion, but uh, her, uh, I I've, I've been talking about uh, hearing people talk about some more Switch games, and I really can't look forward to. Uh, I mean, I said can't look forward. I can't wait to June to get my Switch because, like you, Corey, you got you're gonna have a long library. Uh, some of my other friends they're getting good libraries for the Switch, and I cannot wait to have the games that everybody else is having and playing it for myself. Um, but uh, for right now, that's all I've been playing. I'm um, looking forward to getting near soon. Uh, looking forward to getting Mass Effect. Um, but right now, Horizon Zero Dawn is kind of my main. That's what I took a vacation so I could play more of that. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm learning things, uh, getting my tail whooped here and there, but enjoying the time that I'm playing it uh i'm still playing pokemon sun um gotta get further in, in that like i'm still at the beginning I, I have a problem with
0: uh what oh oh i was just uh, gonna say but, i almost bought pokemon like early every i've been going back and forth to wait to see if like pokemon you know pokemon stars if that's like a real thing if it's going to come to switch or not or if it's like you know uh-huh. the next pokemon game is going to be the third game in the sun and, like sun and moon series and if it's coming to switch or not and i was like you know what i haven't played pokemon in a long time like and i haven't bought pokemon sun or moon and i almost was going to be like okay i might pick it up today just to have it and try it out you know on my 3ds and then i read that article that pokemon company is hiring for to who have uh experience in making high-res textures for tablets and wii u i was like no no so I, I don't think there's gonna be a Pokemon Stars.
1: I think it's gonna probably be maybe Pokemon uh Dungeon Mystery Dungeon. It might continue that series on Switch, or it uh it might be maybe another Pokemon, Pokemon Tournament. Who knows? But even but that had they have to deal with Namco with that. So that one is uh, or even maybe Pokemon Snap. You know, they might bring something, to, something back. I think the original series of Pokemon is going to stay on handheld. Um, I don't think it's ready to come to console yet. As much as people want it, um, I think there's it's going to be another side game for Switch.
0: Mm, I'm really hoping it's a mainline one, honestly. Because, like, I, it's been so long since I played Pokemon. But, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just... no that thought no. came into my head and i just had to blurt it out no
1: that's no that we that's the news thing that we we it was going to hit on anyway so we we had to talk about it
0: yeah so uh but man it's it's been all zelda for me <laughs> still <laughs> like i i checked my end game time and mm-hmm. i am it says 90 or more hours on zelda and i I still like. I spent ninety hours with that game, and I still can't wait to go back. Like, I don't remember the last time I was that enthralled with a single player game. A like, I don't think I've ever been that into a game that's a single player experience. Like, I this game is just it's huge. It's captured. It's not only huge because like I've played big games before, but like. I've usually gotten bored with them after, like, 30 or 40 hours, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move on. I'm not ready to move on from Zelda. But like, there's so I'm, many I'm new... I'm just dis- not ready.
1: There, there's so n- many new discoveries. Like, I'm, fa- I'm finding treasure chests the, in the river. Trying to figure out, like, okay, there's a metal chest. Maybe I'll get a hundred rubies. Maybe i get some kind of weapon or something. And I'll get it up. Like, there's just discoveries ab- upon discoveries in that game.
0: Yeah, and I, I was walking through Zora's domain looking for a shrine because like I'm trying I'm I'm really trying to get at least do all the shrines before I go fight Ganon. I haven't fought Ganon yet. I've completed all of the the divine beasts, uh, but I haven't fought Ganon yet. And I'm in Zora's domain looking for a shrine. And I'm under one of the bridges in the main hub area. And I see a trident in the water. And I pulled it out, and it was this really amazing trident. And then I'm walking around Zor's domain, and there's a side quest that involved that trident. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what? Like. I was just walking. I was just like trying to get somewhere, and I found this, so I pulled it out and and kept it. And it it had to do with a side quest. It was awesome. Did you get this try? Uh, yeah, I I found it. Okay. I'm. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I mean, if you're watching the video version, this map has been sitting on my floor for like two weeks ish, uh, and I I'm trying to. Do it uh region by region, trying to clean up the shrines that I haven't found. So, uh did you find a shrine? uh
1: I think it's like off the coast by Robbie's ancient. It's like you, it looked like you kind of got to fly there, and it looks like a maze.
0: Yep, yeah, I did all the maze ones already. Okay, because I, get, I uh, there's some pretty cool items you get by doing those ones.
1: Yeah, because I did that. I did that one. Um, I did another one where you kind of got to fly to the shrine and then climb up and then you get in and they give you like the piece. I did that one. That's by Robbie's, and I think there's some more, but I'm just missing. There's one of them I think by the rainforest. They got this kind of, uh, it looks like a, like a dead bone, um, in the sand, mm-hmm. and the shrine is somewhere around there, and I can't get it.
0: I think I know. It's close what you're by. this. About. I know which one you're talking about. It's, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And it's it's cool, man. It's, it's, oh my gosh, I want to tell you, but I don't want to tell you. I want you to figure it out. But it, it's also super hard to find if you just don't know that that's what you're looking for. And you've probably walked right past it about 65 times.
1: But does it have anything to do with that skeleton that's in the sand? Uh, kind of because see, because see, I
0: there's, there's there's a monster there that you need to fight
1: that I have to find.
0: You have to fight it, yeah.
1: I mean, it's gonna probably be that skeleton. I probably had to fight it at
0: night. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't remember. I think I just happened to find it at night. Maybe. It might be a nighttime thing. Okay. And I'm like, where is the shrine at?
1: (sighs) Oh, and I did... uh, I don't know if you did this. There was a submission where uh, a Vo and a Garrido is standing by a lake. And they're like shy to or the man is shy to yep. ask the Gerudo that he's in love. And if you end the camera up or you go up a little bit, the little leg that you see is a heart shape.
0: Yeah. It's like a leg. Yep.
1: I thought that was so cool. I was just like, oh Nintendo, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh man, Zelda is a cool game. It is a it is a cool game, and I can't like Man, if this is their first effort at like a real open world Zelda mm-hmm. game, like what is the second one gonna be like? Uh, like, I just, I, man, I, it's cool. I, I,
1: I implore everybody go on YouTube and watch the Zelda GDC discussion. Mm-hmm. And, and you would be amazed on what they did, uh, for this game and how it came about because. When I watched it Saturday, it's like an hour and a half, and I got a better appreciation for this game. Yeah, like I, uh... they just like, like they said that, yeah, we went because they used the Havoc engine, and the stuff they did with that engine and the reasons behind it is mind blowing, dude. It is really good. So, if you guys see when you see this video here, this podcast, do check it out if you haven't. I mean, if you already have, we watch it again. And, like, kind of play a little bit more more close attention and just be like, wow. Yeah. they was I, doing stuff.
0: Oh, oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was just going to say that I was watching the one on – that they, they did a making of documentary on YouTube as well, and I, I watched it on my Switch because it's in the Zelda store, eShop. Uh-huh. The eShop store on the Zelda page. And they're releasing, like, 20 to 30 minute documentaries on the making of breath of the wild and the challenges they went through and the research they did and stuff it's just it's cool it's man they really did a lot of work
1: yeah oh, like, man, so good Even like even for the art dude like that the, what they how they thought about it i was just like wow so yeah that's not yeah. Zelda to talk for today. <laughs> there might uh, be more. Man,
0: no, I mean it's just Zelda is like about uh, like six months ago we were having the conversation of how is Zelda going to learn from open world games. Are they going to learn from other open world games? And now we're going to start having that discussion of like how are other games going to copy Zelda for their open worlds? It's just, pretty much. It's like because it's like a lot of open worlds are like you can you can say whatever you want about how big some of the open worlds are, but like there's nothing in them that to do like, yeah, there's certain hubs that have a lot going on in these certain hubs, but in between each town or each castle or whatever you're looking for, there's not really a lot to do. Whereas in Zelda, every like 15 to 20 feet you walk, there's something or someone or ruins to explore or a town or a camp or a stable or uh you know a monster cave or something it's just i i don't know man I, nintendo really did something special with this game and they they just reiterated to the world why they're like they are the some of the best if not the best developer in the entire world because they, they changed
1: your they changed every perception of what a genre of a game could be whether it's Um, whether it's through control, because if you look at Super Mario 64, it, it brought an analog and it showed how 3d could actually work. Well, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time changed not only the Zelda franchise, but gave us the targeting, you know, locking on and, you know, how that all works about now. It's like open world is now looking at Zelda that. You know how do Grand Theft Auto learn from from Breath of the Wild? Now, how does that game become more open world without having the same um, design that's been that that game has been known for? Because to do the things that you do in Zelda for Grand Theft Auto, you you have to do use a cheat code. You can't or it has to be modded you can't really do the stuff that what zelda is doing in this open world platform You can't do that in grand theft auto so how does that game or it even read their uh uh redemption with part two do they now look at zelda and be like okay we might want to rethink some things like now how do they how do they learn from zelda um and apply it to their games. Cause it's gonna be like this is a game. If they if other companies follow the same format they've been known for those games, they're gonna be like, Well, Breath of the Wild did this better.
0: Yeah, so yeah.
1: So your technique and your tricks that you pull from from the game that from the franchise that we might have known and love doesn't feel the same, or it feels kind of played out.
0: Yeah. And like you look at it's what's going to happen is the next open world game that comes out. That's like pretty big, probably like next year or something. It's going to be the same reaction people had when shadow of Mordor came out with the nemesis system and wondered why games like Mad Max, Batman, and like, some of these other open world games, The Witcher didn't incorporate some sort of nemesis system. That's what it's gonna that's the like a similar conversation that we're gonna have about Zelda in the next coming years. Like, oh this these open worlds are so big. Where's all the stuff to do in them? Like that's that's what the conversation we're gonna have. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what people will steal from Zelda and imply in their old worlds. But like it's all gonna lead back to Zelda and then we're gonna mm-hmm. get the next Zelda open world game in probably like four to five years and say look, look what Zelda, look how Zelda evolved their their open world plan and look at all the cool stuff you can do in it now.
1: Right, because oh, be, everybody's so
0: exciting. People
1: are people are crying out for fast travel, like it is in Zelda. Like if you find a spot or, um, or you know if you could fast travel quickly anywhere. You know, because sometimes they'd be like, well, because you're in a mission, you can't fast travel. So you're locked into that mission. Whereas Zelda is just like, you could be anywhere that you're at and fast travel anywhere at any time. And so people want that in the next open world game.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's an exciting time to be a Nintendo fan, and Zelda has proven it time and time again in the last two and a half weeks. Like I said, it's uh exciting to have a constant nintendo piece of hardware in my hand yes. it's it's exciting but we're going to we're going to touch on some news stories real quick and then we'll get back to a uh the conversation that you know <laughs> like we always do we always go off the rails you know if you if this is your first episode welcome we are off the rails all the time so uh where's all that stuff we were talking about earlier okay so First of all, Pokemon Company is hiring for 3D modelers that are capable of producing graphics on a Wii U, PS Vita, and tablet-style level. Uh, We kind of already touched on it earlier when we were talking about what we were playing, but what do you think this means for Pokemon? I, I think it's Pokemon Stars. It's going to be an HD version of Sun and Moon. I honestly think that I do not think they would put a Pokemon game like uh what what's the one that you said earlier uh, Ranger Pokemon uh, Mystery Dungeon Mystery Dungeon yeah that one I don't think they would do that as their first Pokemon game on a new platform I honestly don't
1: I I, I think it will uh because like I said they they may bank off of doing it on uh, pokemon sun and moon on 3ds so and since there's a lot of content and new pokemon still dropping out for there they want to keep that separate i don't think they're going to bring that uh i don't think there's going to be a pokemon stargaze um now they could bring uh timbo the bad butt elephant uh to switch they probably could port that over um because that's a Game Freak game. Well, no. Never mind. That's Game Freak. Um, I thought Game Freak did Pokemon too. Or is it just a Pokemon company? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Oh. Well, anywho, um, uh, <laughs> I-, I think it's gonna be one of the side games like Pokemon Snap. Um or uh, maybe, like I said earlier, a Pokemon tournament, but they have to go do Namco for that one, which is the fighting game. So, or it might be an actual whole new IP. We don't actually know if it's going to actually be Pokemon related, because yeah, it is. I know it is coming from the Pokemon turn uh company, but they may actually try something different that's
0: not Pokemon related. Got caught up with my door. Somebody knocked at my door, so. Pokemon, uh, I think it's most definitely going to be a Pokemon project. I think it's going to be, I don't know. I I think it would be kind of, I don't want to say dumb to not put Pokemon Sun and, Sun and Moon, some sort of port on Switch for that. But at the same time, I think Nintendo has a lot of games that, like a lot of AAA games that everybody wants to play coming out. We and so maybe a spin off game would be okay for Switch, and the next mainline Pokemon game would be mm-hmm. next year. But
1: I, I think the the next mainline game would probably be if 3DS is, is still going strong, that'll be the next mainline on 3DS. If not, and then Nintendo announced a new handheld, that would have the next Pokemon. Um, maybe um, Pokemon Puzzle League. Maybe there'll be a there'll be a puzzle game with the Pokemon Company. Obviously, I'm going to talk about with Mystery Dungeon Online that it might have it, it might be online or co op, so it might be up to four players, whether they have their own switch or sharing the screen. And you know, if you die, you get connected to someone else, or you could probably come back, but you have to try to fight your way to get back with your crew.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm i always excited to see what Pokemon Company does because they do some really cool things. Uh, it's going to be... I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I try to think of something fun to say, and then I'm always just saying I'm excited. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, okay. So, you brought this to my attention earlier today. Secret of Mana 3...
1: Uh, they're yes. showing
0: it running on Switch, which is super interesting.
1: So, a uh, second Detsu is a uh, second Detsu 3 is, um, will, will actually be Secret of Mana 2 uh, here in the States. It never came out, uh, but it did get like I believe it has an English localized, I think someone did a French Fair trans- Translation for it but it, I think it was planned to be released in America because they did localize the English version of it, but they just never released it. Um, and this is follow up to Secret of Mana, which was a Super NES CD game that uh, when, when it's uh, Nintendo didn't go through with their uh, CD plans, they put the whole game on the cartridge. So this would actually be a first release if they decided to put it on virtual console um, for... Uh, for america and because this switch is reach is uh, region free um if you get a japanese my nintendo account you'll be able to buy the game and play it on there
0: yeah i i am excited i think that those games were su- super pretty on the super nintendo uh yes. i i think the co-op uh thing was kind of a little bit of ahead of its time for an rpg at that point uh, it's it does some cool things so if we get another one of those yeah you can you can pretty much count me in to uh, play some of it so uh, next thing uh, the two Sonic games coming to Switch the Project Sonic 17 got a name Sonic Forces uh, and Sonic Mania got delayed to summer so it can be released on all three platforms simultaneously yay um, how do you feel about this I'm excited for Sonic Mania I'm not too sure how I feel about Sonic Forces um,
1: Sonic Mania uh, I, I just like you I look forward to Sonic Forces looks it looks boring like th- this has already been done before I understand that but I'm just like it. It looks like all other Sonic games that the way their viewpoint is that you just go forward, and you know, it's, it's it looks like it's gonna be fast, but because the way that it's edited, um, it looks like it's gonna be continuously like, you know, moving and stuff. Um, it this might actually be weird to say, but I kind of want a Sonic game that it yeah that it is fast that. It doesn't have no enemies. I think once they add enemies to it, it stops the floor of the game.
0: Yeah, I did I mean, I don't know. I just there's so much wrong with 3D Sonic now that it's just like every I feel like every 3D Sonic game that comes out, they're trying to reinvent it because the game the before didn't work so well. And I'm like, there's Decent 3D Sonic games out there. You look at Sonic Generations was decent. Uh, Sonic Colors for Wii was pretty good. Uh, I I thought Sonic Lost World for Wii U was okay. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it functioned. It was better than on a lot of the other Sonic games that came out. Yes. And, you know, it took a lot of cool things from uh, Mario Galaxy. I thought it worked really well. And then the Sonic Racing games are are really good racing games if you don't have mario kart you know so right. there's things that work in sonic i just the thing i think well, that's messing them up is they're trying to f- they feel like they have to put sonic in a 3d space and you don't have to like there's room for 2d sonic
1: yeah I, there's I just think there's room I, for it it's it's very weird because I think after Sonic Boom was a disappointment. It's, it's so well, I think, in Sega's eyes. Um, but it, it's a big disappointment. I thought Sega wasn't going to make no more Sonic games for consoles. So it was actually surprising that uh, they let someone else do Sonic Mania. And now Sonic is coming back to consoles. Because they, they planned to put Sonic on mobile. But I guess they... Uh, they decided to bring it back to consoles. It's just that you know, this one looks like it's supposed to be a darker tone with egg with uh, robotnik and of course Sonic probably got a course save the day and stuff. But it just looks like it's been done before and it's not a not too sonic i hopefully hopefully it becomes playable at e3 and people get their hands on it it has some good impressions to it and even if they do try some new things i will be fine for that um but it, it really has to be fast it really can't have this um this boring already been done gameplay like, I'm fine with him sliding and running around and doing uh hoops and stuff like that, but you know, I don't, I don't. Hopefully, it's no bad camera angles. Hopefully, I gotta, you know, while I'm running fast, that I now gotta uh, I gotta jump and now hit different enemies and then land and then start running again to build up momentum for speed. I hope they don't do anything like that,
0: yeah uh i just i don't know i i really liked what i saw sonic mania and that really got me excited especially being a fan of sonic 1 and sonic 2 i i really still think that sonic 1 is the best sonic game uh because i just i I don't know i there's no extra characters there's no it's just it's just pure gameplay where okay sonic's fast you build up your momentum Mm -hmm. there's different ways to go depending on your momentum and when you get to the end of the levels like you fight a uh, robotnik and that's it that's that's it it's it's simple and like once you start adding all these different like the characters are fine okay whatever but then you start adding like there's too many enemies and obstacles in the way, and that's what takes the fun out of Sonic. The point of Sonic is fast, and the momentum, like moving your momentum to jump across gaps or going through loops or you know getting the coin or the rings that you need to get and and the bonus stages, like those are what makes Sonic fun, not the obstacles that are in the way. And you know that's to me, that's what makes Sonic fun is the is uh, using your momentum to get places. Yeah, and it and it sucks when there's too many obstacles and enemies.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you with Sonic One being the best. I'm gonna say Sonic Two is the best, so that'll be the difference between us. I think Sonic Two has the better level design and has kind of the better music. Not saying that Sonic One isn't isn't good because I actually played Sonic One and got all the Chaos Emeralds. So, I got go Sonic without doing no cheat code or anything, so um, just to let everybody know that I played that whole game to the fullest getting everything. It's a great game, but I just think when when I played Sonic Two, I think the love design was a little bit better, yeah, so yeah, but if you enjoy Sonic One, that's also awesome. i think one I think one and two are kind of like the best games out of the whole yeah. series, and Sonic yeah. Heroes is fine, also, I never have a problem uh, with that
0: one i. I like Sonic Two. I I don't have a problem with it. I I personally uh, just prefer Sonic One. I think the art style is is cool, and I think you know I I don't know. I just prefer Sonic One over Sonic Two. But mm-hmm. not to say that like Sonic Two is a bad game or anything. I just you know. Sonic Two have, still has the
1: best uh, um, um, bonus mode. I like that one better than Sonic One's bonus mode because who. I
0: struggle one as well. Uh but I did it. Um yeah, uh but I'm I'm excited for Sonic Mania. I think it's gonna be a good a good change no pun intended change of pace for S- Sega. Wow, I can't believe I just did said that. But sorry guys. I'm just wow. Yes. I hate myself for making that pun. Don't. (laughs) Let's switch the conversation. Uh, Speaking of of Switch, the uh, Nintendo has announced they are doubling production on their on units to get them out for people to have in their hands, which is exciting. Uh, They are planning to have more units out in stock by the end of the year than we used sold in a lifetime, which is great. Yes, great news. And let me tell you. What excites me about the Switch more now is that you and I are old enough to where, you know, we grew up on Nintendo consoles and you know, we we like Nintendo for the nostalgia factor, for the franchises that we grew up loving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to see kids that I work with excited for Nintendo because of what they're doing now. There are so many people that I work with that are 10, 11, 12 years younger than I am, than we are, that are excited to buy a Nintendo console because they can can play games on the go and they're excited to take it with them and they just want to have a Nintendo console. And that's super exciting. Like, it's so exciting to see that. Yes. Like, because people, like... You know, people always tell Nintendo fans that, you know, Nintendo's going to die once that original generation is done playing games or not as into Nintendo as they were. And now you see this younger generation coming up that's excited for Nintendo. And the fact that Nintendo is acknowledging that and doubling up production so that those people can have it is just so exciting. It's, It's
1: exciting to see adults who said that you know nintendo wasn't for them have come back and realized that that what nintendo has always been about that tradition has all has still carried throughout their systems and now with switch um you know with it being on the go for a lot of adults they could still have some great games to play um instead of just waiting to do like dark souls on their vita or anything you know you you get like a full game experience on the go
0: yeah and it's i mean zelda is like the main reason to own a console but like if you're if you're playing this if you're playing this device on the go like if you're playing shovel knight is perfect on this screen you know fast rmx is awesome on the screen snipper clips is one of the best multiplayer games i've ever played and people are buying like, my friend is going to New York next week. Uh, the mm-hmm. one kid that I work with that's super excited. He's he's a lot younger, but he's, he's, a, he's a cool dude. Uh, he's going to New York, and he wants to go to the Nintendo World Store. That's, like, his number one thing to do while he's there. And that was cool to hear. Just, like, you know, we weren't even talking about games or anything. He was just talking about vacation. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to go to the Nintendo Store. And he's like, I'm trying to save up because you know, if I want, I hope they have switches there because I'm going to buy one while I'm there. And like, that's how we got on the conversation of switches. that he was excited to go to the Nintendo store and maybe purchase one. Uh, that, I mean that, that kind of conversation just kind of blew my mind. Cause those aren't the conversations that people were having, you know, six months ago, a year ago, because like, you know, we didn't have it in our hands. People were excited for other things, but like, you know, we we have a lot of big games out now, like Horizon and and uh Ghost Recon, and now Mass Effect comes out. It'll be out by the time this episode goes up, and it's exciting that people are more interested in what Nintendo has to offer now than those games. Right. Which you know, outside of like you and me and a couple of our other friends that are huge Nintendo fans, like people weren't talking about the Wii U like ever outside of like our our friends and, and groups on the internet like and, and, and that's
1: going to and that's going to be where the regret some of the regret comes in by not, where people not playing wii u and not saying that uh the failure of the wii u didn't help the switch i think it um i think it may looking forward to next nintendo's next system very helpful um and stuff like that i think people are going to get to a point in their lives to be like you know what i really wish i did play the wii u um even though they don't have the switch and stuff and i think once they get their hands back on the wii u and they pick up games that a lot of people have recommended to play whether they like it or not they'll probably be like well this game was good and no, i just don't understand why i didn't sell the stuff but like for a switch for a lot of people um you know definitely with nintendo doing double production and stuff it's it's going to i think it's going to take more for Sony and microsoft to prove why is why is it they need to own their systems where Nintendo just with switch and stuff everybody's just looking at it and be like okay i want that there's nothing about the system that needs to prove be proven to me um i've seen that i could take it on the go and i can play full games that's good enough for me
0: yeah um you it's know it's just it's i'm glad like nintendo is actually like saying uh, their their messaging is all correct uh you know once these a few tweaks to the ui and the update to the eShop come out like Honestly, this this system is is perfect for what they're marketing it as and what people are seeing it as it's mm-hmm. the portable. You can plug into your TV. And I think that's what a lot of people want from Nintendo. And I think that that's. I think I don't know, they're doing a lot of things right with this console and a lot of people are noticing
1: they don't give you no techno battle, babble you know they're not worried about games being at 4k and things have been all realistic graphics they'll be like we just want to provide you guys with a system that you're going to enjoy have fun with and be comfortable with and nintendo market that very well
0: yeah and i i just i'm excited to play a lot of the games that nintendo has which you know i kind of want to get into that now like this is a good transition for it, is we were having that conversation that people were saying that Nintendo has no games besides Zelda and Mario. And we went through that whole lineup last week about what games are coming to Switch that, you know, we're excited for. Like, the games might not be for everybody, but they're good supplemental games for people who buy Zelda and Mario. You know, (laughs) okay, maybe I'm not into... Uh, JRPGs, so I'll skip Xenoblade Chronicles, but I really like Musou games, so I'm going to pick up Fire Emblem Warriors. Or, you know, I didn't have a Wii U, so I'm going to get Mario Kart 8. And, you know, I'm not really in the shooters, so I'm going to skip Platoon, Splatoon, but I'm really into fighters, so I'm going to try out ARMS. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff that are supplemental uh, games. And that's the big thing, is like, we talked we talked last uh, earlier this w- weekend about how people say nintendo has no games but we named up a bunch of a variety of different games and then they come back and say you know these other systems have tons of games and they name off a bunch of shooters that are essentially doing the same thing i think a
1: lot of people a lot of people feel like nintendo don't have port games you know guess what people are not caring about titanfall 2 now like i don't care if titanfall 2 don't come to come to switch why because i got splatoon 2 you know everybody's going to be playing the uh the splatfest this weekend like the the test trial this weekend people are going to be playing that so guess what that's what everybody's going to hopefully there's some good impressions and, and it runs great because when splatoon come out people are not going to be thinking about Titanfall fall 2 or call of duty everybody's going to be on the weekends getting you know setting, setting up games with for splatoon uh splatoon 2 and then they announced that it it's 117 games planned for 2017. like like there's there's tons of 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 cartridge-based games and uh digital games that's coming to the switch people gotta remember this stuff takes time to build i don't i, I think like old ports of stuff coming to switch i'm not worried about that you know i'm yeah. worried about the stuff I, I want the stuff that i know that this game can't be done um on ps4 xbox and i'm not caring about it looks pretty because looking pretty can only get you so far aka the order 1886 is the prime example Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and i was like there are some ports that i would i would love to see on switch because they fit nintendo's portfolio so well like you know we talk about axiom verge and hyper light drifter a lot Mm -hmm. uh i think darksiders fits well on nintendo like it's a you know it's a quote mature game but it has that cool comic book style uh, with a lot of cool, like, Zelda-esque features to it, and the combat super fun. Uh, Bayonetta, I would love to see either two get ported or th- a third one on Switch. Uh, you know, those types of games. And, you know, a lot of people... I mean, it's been proven over and over and over and over again since the N64. Like, people buy Nintendo for Nintendo's games, and games like Nintendo games. They don't buy it for... You know, Call of Duty, like that's fine. I don't need Call of Duty on my Switch. I don't need Titanfall on my Switch. You know, I don't need Overwatch or Destiny on my Switch. I like my Switch for the experiences Nintendo can give me. And those experiences are a thousand times more refreshing than, oh, we're going to go from Call of Duty, which is a modern esque shooter, to Halo, which is a futuristic shooter, back to, you know, Titanfall, which is a futuristic shooter with giant robots. Like these, I just I as much as I like all of those games, like they're ninety-five they, percent of the game is similar and everything they, everything you get on a Nintendo console is its own experience, its own separate, different experience.
1: They don't leave an impression like Nintendo games, so even some digital games that come later on down the line to other consoles. Nintendo gives the impression or leaves the impression leaves the memory with the games that you play for on them. Like, like we could, like, we could talk about Bayonetta too. Can we really talk about something like Uncharted? Can we really talk about something like Halo? I'm like, even though this is a Nintendo show, what have those two games left for impression about besides they were fun to play and they look pretty.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't get me wrong. I, I like, uncharted enough but it is not i don't think that you know that game for me is not the mind-blowing experience that you know it everybody makes it out to be i don't think uncharted is some sort of masterpiece you know i think that you know the characters are 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 cool characters and they're fun to spend a couple hours with but like Mm -hmm. we had this conversation all last year after i beat uncharted Four, like That game could have been six to seven hours shorter and been a much tighter, cleaner experience. And, like, that would have been fine for that game. And, like, you know, I think after Amy Hennig left that that series lost its way and, you know, introducing a character that had nothing to do with anything until the fourth game. And, you know, I just... I have a lot of issues with Uncharted, I think it, a it was it was
1: a couple, it was a Cobble mess that got forgiven because it looked pretty and it was an uncharted game. That's all it is. But guess what? did, did it leave an impression on us? No. and it, like I said, even though this is a Nintendo show, if you check all our other shows and discussions, what what impression that Uncharted has left with us? we mostly bring up Nintendo games that left a better impression of us on us that we, that we could discuss throughout year round. We can't do that pretty much with, and it's not, another I don't want to say this is a knock to Microsoft or Sony or third party or anything. It's just that there's something about Nintendo and some of the Nintendo games that come from other developers that, that come out first on that platinum. I mean, on that platform, that we like it, and it does something to us that makes us happy that, um, not saying that we can overlook it because there are some faults that Nintendo even do have. Something about that Nintendo game, the good of it, could, could rule out the faults for it.
0: Yeah, and like, if, to me, a game like Shovel Knight and Axiom Verge leave a much bigger impression on me than uncharted or tomb raider as much as i love rise of the tomb raider like yes i think experiences like sh- i mean i'm not even talking about nintendo games now i'm just talking about games in general like shovel knight and axiom virgin Hyperlight drifter and n plus plus left a bigger impact on me than halo 5 did than uncharted than tomb raider than you know overwatch like don't get me wrong dude they're all good games in their own right i just the games that are most impactful to me are, are, you know, those other games. And there's a reason for that. You know, you can see the heart poured in to Axiom Verge and Shovel Knight because, you know, they're, it's a smaller team. They have a lot of heart. They have a lot to prove. And like, that's another thing that I think the switch is doing well is like Nintendo's back is up against the wall and that's when they're, they are their most creative
1: you know i've said that
0: ever since the gamecube and like that's why you know i think we got a lot of awesome games later in the wii u life cycle like nintendo knew that the wii u was up against the wall against the playstation and xbox and we got pikmin 3 we got bayonetta 2 out of them we got uh the best mario kart we've ever had we've got we got super mario 3d world which is the best mario game i've played since mario 64 like
1: and and That's I think N- Nintendo tries their best to reach all audiences, regardless of your kid or your parent. Yes, the ratings, cause the ratings, you know, have their own reasons and stuff. But I think Nintendo doesn't try to please one particular audience. They try to please everybody. Where I feel like something like Blizzard, like like Overwatch and Destiny and stuff, they're trying to always please a mature adult. Audience. And that's not always good because sometimes the mature adult audience don't always buy those kind of games. Yeah. If it, if they did, it shouldn't show it should have sold more on any platform. Like and they shouldn't be like, well, it sold more on PlayStation 4 than it showed Xbox One. That shouldn't even have to matter. It should be able to sell beyond um any kind of number that you think. It just should it's just needed to sell well across just uh, across the whole platform and those and that audience who are adult mature gamers should have ate something like that up but sometimes they don't do that
0: yeah and i i just i i love nintendo for making these experiences and you know i cannot wait to see I mean, we read that whole list that's of the games that are coming out in the yes. next eighteen months alone. We're getting two Fire Emblem games. We're getting Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, which is which you know Mario Kart Eight is my favorite Mario Kart by far now, uh, on top of Double Dash. And like, we're getting that cool new battle mode, which is awesome. You know, Splatoon Two. It's going to be bigger than Splatoon because just based on excitement for the Switch. You know, we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which is awesome. Yes, and and. And arms, which looks like an awesome fighting game. And, you know, we're getting cool experiences like Rhyme. Rhyme looks like Journey meets Wind Waker. And that's exciting. And I I think people are going
1: to. I think people are going to fork over the extra 10 bucks to play. Cause they're going to be like, I want to play this game. If it's good to play on anything other platform, I want to play this game on the go. I want to continue to solve puzzles and take up my time. Well, it's available switch and switch offers that I'm going to do it on switch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I didn't get into elder scrolls at, at the time. Like we didn't even mention that. Like, fifa and nba 2k 18 are both coming to switch which is awesome for portable gaming like yes. having a like i i like sports a lot i like i like madden and i like nba 2k 18 but like or 17 and, and stuff like that but i didn't buy the last couple uh versions of those games because you know i don't i don't want to pay that 60 dollars for madden when you know there's all these other games that i wanted to play and i had very little game time because my consoles were hooked up to a tv in the other room like so i was just like okay well i can skip madden this year because i'm not going to get my money's worth out of it if madden comes to switch or like nba 2k18 if i can just play my franchise mode on my switch and play on the couch play like one or two games while we're watching tv that to me is super exciting. Like that's going to get me back into the sports games. You know, because like I love sports games, but I just they're not worth the time that I don't didn't have before. And now that we're getting that, like yeah, I'm going to buy FIFA on Switch because A, I want to support the console, but B, I haven't bought FIFA since 2013 on my Wii U. Like that was the last time I bought FIFA and it's super exciting to me that I can play a match on on my couch. Yeah. I think
1: once once switches get uh, switches, I think once switch gets into more people's hands, I think those games are going to sell more on Nintendo consoles than they will do for Xbox One. Um, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to knock Sony about sports games and stuff because they sell the M- MLB the show is one of their top sports games that sell on that system. But when it comes to FIFA, if they're able to get it on a Nintendo console, they will parents will buy it on the nintendo console because the kids are going to want it now adults may want the xbox one version because of the online but if you see people playing like say at the latest packs or comic convention and you know or maybe a meta tournament and stuff and you're seeing people practicing on switch against other people in real life that's that's good business and you should take a look at the marketing to be like okay you know, we thought that the Xbox one, you know, or the PS4 version is what everybody playing on. But we're making more money off Nintendo, off the Switch, because people are playing. Uh, there, there's no way to really cheat, but people are standing around playing this get, playing our game on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So you see like a whole crowd of people laying about playing it. That's that's guaranteed sales for the, the Madden series. Yeah, for for NBA and for uh FIFA and NHL, and yeah. I work in retail and I see this happen. I see people ask me, "Do they got this game for that Nintendo console?"
0: Yeah, and it's like I don't. There's a lot of people that I know that have fallen off of of sports games because you know they can't take it with them or they you know they just don't have time for it, and like right. they still like to play them and and stuff but that's like they can't because they don't have the time but now that the switch is super portable and it seems to be really popular right now like people are excited to get back and i'm i really hope like i know ea said fifa is coming but they don't have anything else to announce but i really think a game like madden would really do well on this or you know nhl when it ends up coming out at some point you know, I have friends that are hockey fans that want to switch. You know, they they want to play NHL in their hands. And,
1: and if e, if EA don't mission this stuff at E three, it's going to be a problem for them. They're not going to see the return on their investment yeah. on those other consoles. Because everybody's going to be like, well, I guess. And people going to be like, well, I guess Nintendo don't really. No, it's not Nintendo. It's going to be EA because they have, have a chance to market all these sports games for Switch and realize that people will pick up the Switch version because that's what people want. If people are telling these companies that they want these games on this console, regardless of if it sells a lot or not. Take heed of that, you don't have to do everything physical. That's why we have the eShop. Make it digital if you want to, and and have a better guarantee of purchase. Because, guess what's going to happen? A lot of people are going to be trading in lashes versions at GameStop. I don't think many people are going to be trading in that same version for Nintendo Switch.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. I 100% agree with you. I think, you know, they I I'm, I'm not saying like EA won't be successful on the other consoles, which they clearly will be, but I think mm-hmm. they're missing a giant opportunity right now with the Switch's popularity to get their sports games on there because you know, especially like, you know, they they're, they're going to see I think 2K is going to see a lot of of success with NBA 2K18 on Switch. You know, I yes. I really I I truly, truly believe that. And I think, you know, the way people travel in Europe, I think EA is going to see a lot of success with FIFA. I I really, truly believe that. I think they're going to see a lot of success on the Switch with that game. And I hope that the company realized that, you know, if they have to downport those games because the Switch isn't as powerful as Xbox One or PS4, that it's going to be worth the effort because people want to take these games on the go. Exactly. And and, you know, the Vita, as as cool as that device is, wasn't quite, you know, on par, you know, controller-wise or whatever with with the modern consoles. But you have all the, the features that you want in a console version right here in your hand. Like, you have the clicky sticks. You have four shoulder buttons. You have face buttons. You know, you have ways to call Audibles and Madden. You have ways to change plays in FIFA and, and NBA 2K18. Like and people and people it's there will, and people that's with people have the hardware to play the game, they will buy the game there. And I really believe that, you know, EA and 2k need to take this, the, a more serious look at Nintendo this, this time around. I really and,
1: and, and I would say this to, Cap, I would say this to even Capcom watch uh, and hopefully people who buy, who are buying street fire two for switch Let's see how many people be like, okay, um, while while I'm out, let me see who's playing Street Fighter and see if we can have a match against each other on Switch. People are going to be bringing their pro controllers. People are going to, ha- um, uh, of course, uh, have their stands or whatever, and they're going to be like, let's go a couple of rounds and see how good it is. Mm-hmm.
0: You yeah, know, and. And there, that story came out uh, a couple days ago uh, that Capcom said that we really want to put our games on Switch, but you need to add more RAM to your console. And Nintendo went out of their way to appease Capcom and added more RAM. And now Capcom has the Resident Evil engine running on Switch. They have the Street Fighter engine running on Switch. You know, I I would be surprised if marvel vs capcom infinite didn't somehow make its way to switch
1: if if switch is running unreal engine 4.2 it should be able to run marvel versus capcom
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you would and- be capcom would lose a whole bunch of money if they don't release it on switch because people are going going to want to challenge people on the go if I drive to Ohio and you got your Marvel and I got my Marvel and we just happen to be at a restaurant waiting for our food, dude, let's throw out our Switch and let's go
0: a couple of rounds
1: and let's see what we can do while our food comes. That's the stuff that people are going to be wanting.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I, I truly I truly think that these companies want to have their stuff on Nintendo this time around. Like, you know, people say that, that you know, they want to – be on nintendo console but like that a lot of it just feels like garbage pr speak but now this time around i feel like both sides are going out of their way to appease each other and i think that you know we're gonna get assassin's creed on switch this year i I think we're gonna get ubisoft's good stuff on switch this year you know steep they showed steep running on switch Mm -hmm. and that game is a giant you know open world uh sports game like that game is super pretty and I didn't think it would be able to run on Switch, and it does. So that gives me hope that you know something it, like Assassin's Creed can run on Switch. In and we 7. haven't
1: even we haven't even touched people who are on these long flights like mm-hmm. people who are flying everywhere they're like i got my switch and i'm with those games like madden those that nba 2k um marvel versus capcom whatever long big triple a game that's going to fill up the time when they're on late when people are on layovers um uh, when people are in the air going to japan or whatever like they're going to be go ahead
0: oh i was just i i was waiting for you to be done but that's why i bought this so i could play my switch on the go it's a battery pack it's a portable battery pack that uh it says it charges phones and tablets like up to like 15 times on a full charge and you know that's why i bought this so you know we me and my wife are going on vacation in may uh and this is going to be the device that keeps me playing switch on the flight because we have to go to the airport at like five o'clock in the morning and go through security and stuff. But that time from getting on the plane to boarding is going to be played on switch on the plane switch play over in Atlanta. This is going to be, it's going to be playing. We're going to be playing Mario Kart on switch. Like, we've already we've already planned it out you know that's why puyo puyo tetris and mario kart are really important to us right now
1: (laughs) right and 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 they and a lot of people don't realize that because just like your like just like your battery pack it's probably throughout the holiday season. That's probably gonna be a good business for a lot of companies who are selling it. Be like hey, you guys are you know you got your Nintendo switch, our battery pack uh like could keep could keep you guys gang
0: yeah, yeah it's uh that's like the one the only thing I have an issue with with switch right now is like the battery does really only last about three hours when I'm playing Zelda, which don't get me wrong. Zelda is a pretty heavy processing game. That's going to take a lot of battery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I did leave it on one night just to see how long the battery would last. And I was gone for like five hours and I went and I came back and it was, and I had left it on uh, shovel night on the title screen just to see, you know, and it was at about 30% when I came back after five hours. So, I mean, on smaller games, it does last a long time. Uh, so but that's like the only thing is like if i'm playing zelda or mario kart on this small screen like is it really going to last that long and like that's why i bought this battery pack and i'm sure third-party battery packs or nintendo's going to issue like they did with the game pad an extra battery type thing. i'm sure that's coming soon at some point but like i i am excited to take this thing on a plane and play it (laughs) because yeah you know plane trips are boring like i don't I I usually sleep on the plane or like I used to take my 3ds and you know stuff like that. But it, I'm I'm so excited, man! I am so excited. All right, so, so.
1: thank you, Nintendo. Now I, I, I get that double production uh, <laughs> going so we can start getting some switches in so I can get mine maybe early.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I really want you to have this thing so we can discuss more about things and. uh, I actually went out of my way the other day and created a me because like, that's another thing too, is like, and I'm sure it's going to come with their account system and stuff. And this is just a preliminary thing right out of the box, early adopter thing. But when, you know, I created my account, like it's really hard to tell who your friends are, uh, which I, I mean, I guess that's why you have the friend code thing, but like, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell who your friends are. So I just made a me that looks like me. And, uh, you know, so people can tell who I am and, and I, I hope that you can tell who your friends are once the friend code thing comes out and everything's good to go. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in love with this system and I'm, I, I just love geeking out about it And like, yeah. you know, you're right now, you're one of the only people I really can do that with not because you don't have one yet, but because like Nintendo is like our favorite thing in the whole world to talk about most of the 99% of the time. Uh, yeah, this thing is, it's just, freaking
1: awesome and i and i like to geek about video games across the whole board i it, it might sound weird that i talk how i talk about sony and microsoft and third party but when i'm excited for a video game when i'm starting discussing it and playing it and drawing some of the good and discussing the baddest stuff i love the geek and nerd about about it because it's part of my passion for video games mm-hmm. nintendo just has uh nintendo's just provides a higher standard for me that I hold a lot of other companies to and I think because Nintendo tries different things and do some weirdest stuff and makes the oddest choices whether it works or not I'm guaranteed to be like you know what this is something that's new that I could always come back to and be able to talk about instead of feeling like something else that I played is the same rehash or old we, yeah. We, breath of the wild is a is a prime example that we'll probably be talking for a month because it provides that fresh freedom that that i think the video game industry needs
0: yeah and i man i just i love the fact that like people are excited for this thing and yes. I, I know we've talked about that a hundred times this episode alone but it excites me that non-nintendo fans are excited for this device and that's the most important thing i think for nintendo right now is like they know that you and i are going to buy this thing they know yes nintendo fans are going to buy this thing it's the people who aren't the biggest nintendo fans that are want to buy this thing like i've told this story a couple times already too like my sister-in-law and brother-in-law want to switch because i took it over there and we played one two switch and they want it for that like and i i know he would be probably into zelda but like they want they want it for one two switch a game they can play together and he wants it so he can play on the couch when his kids are asleep instead of you know i told you that he his one and three year old like he doesn't want them watching him play gears of war and titanfall and call of duty like and he has to wait till they go to bed and by the time they fall asleep and stuff he's ready for bed because he's tired and he has to get up early. But if he can sit on the couch while they're in bed downstairs and he could sit on the couch and play switch, like, you know, that's a, that's, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm writing a blog right now. It's almost done. I've been trying to write it for like a week now where (laughs) I'm at in my life as an adult with responsibilities and wanting to hang out with my wife and stuff and, and take less time playing games i guess and like really focusing on what life is like the switch is the perfect device for me as an adult right now because i can spend time with her and knock out a shrine or we can play snipper clips together or you know if we we're just talking or whatever you know i can knock out a few things it's it's just a cool innovation that i think has been a long time coming from nintendo and it's, it's yes. exciting. It's so exciting to see people excited for this device. Oh, my thoughts are everywhere. I can't help Yay,
1: it. I'm just happy.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. I don't even know if that makes for good radio, but I don't care. <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh. That I think that's why E3 is super important, not just to Nintendo, but I think to the video game industry as a whole. You know, yeah. because... You know, everybody, we we probably could guess what Microsoft, Sony, EA, Ubisoft is going to show. Nintendo, though, to be guessing, like they do all year round, what is Nintendo going to show? Or what do they got coming for their system? Or what games are going to be released? And I think everybody from the whole industry are going to be focusing on them. I think Sony, Microsoft are going to be looking at Nintendo and be like, okay, what games are they going to offer? Yeah. You know, uh, that, that maybe we want to copy in the future or that that might be something that you know what we never looked into that maybe that will also fit our system later on down the line
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's
1: exciting I'm and, I, I, and i would love to say uh you know you know shout out and even though they don't watch the show but like phil spencer and uh you don't e. know I, he could be our biggest fan yeah they said they said positive things about the switch and that's really good. And hopefully, I, you know, Nintendo won't respond back to them like that or anything. But I hope Nintendo, like, I hope Scorpio is good. And Nintendo says something. Be like, Yes, yeah, Scorpio is a good system. Hopefully PlayStation 5, whatever that's announced, that Nintendo says good things about them. Because, you know, I, I think their interaction about, about games, you know, just evolving, that you know even as competitors there's going to be some good things each of them are going to say about each other and that's good to see and that's good to hear
0: yeah i right now it's all about nintendo switch so yeah yeah i really hope that like because microsoft and nintendo have a good working relationship Mm -hmm. you know i mean with minecraft and you know that they have Discussions about Banjo-Kazooie sometimes that are interesting to read about. I, The one thing that comes up a lot in my mind is the fact that when Virtual Console finally comes to Switch and Phil Spencer loves the Switch, that they will, uh, like, Phil Spencer and Nintendo will talk and Microsoft will release Banjo-Kazooie at some point on Switch as either a Virtual Console game or... You know, maybe the HD versions of the Xbox 360 ones, like the that—that's the thing that comes to my mind all the time.
1: Microsoft, you guys won't bank put Rare Replay on eShop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they need to go that far, but I think, like, if I think Microsoft would get a Trust. lot of good buzz if they at least release the N64 games. Those those old Nintendo
1: games that people missed. And, you know, where Replay did somewhat good. Oh, people would be like, oh, yeah, these are old Nintendo games that belong on a Nintendo system. Rare, Rare Replay would do wonders for them. Now, they don't have to put, they could take the perfect Dark Zero off of it. They don't have to put that unless Nintendo really wants that on there. But shoot, a stripped-down version of Rare Replay on eShop for, like, 19 99 that's bank for Microsoft, like, crazy
0: bank for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it would be a good, like, not only a good business decision for Microsoft, but I think it would show mm-hmm. a lot of goodwill for Microsoft and Nintendo to work together on games like that. Now, you know, we're never going to get Gears of War or Halo, but, like, Banjo-Kazooie and Perfect Dark and Conquer will never be system sellers for Xbox. Like, they, that's just, like, a fact, but they yes. would be selling factors for a Nintendo fan. Yeah. And, like... And I, I, I feel like there'd be a lot of goodwill for Microsoft to release those games. Now, will they? I don't know. You know, Nintendo is kind of like kind of over rare at this point. But like, I feel like that would show a lot of goodwill. And since they have a good working relationship, I feel like that would be a smart idea for both parties.
1: I think Mar- yeah, Microsoft would. I think Microsoft would get a big boost if Nintendo helped them out. Yeah, they don't have to put Nintendo. Don't have to put none of their franchises on the system or anything. But yeah. if they be like, you know what, if if we're a company about toys and fun and entertainment, as Nintendo, and if you guys think that Samus will work in the next Halo game, DLC nine ninety nine. Man, do you do you know if three four three got that got that privilege to do that? And and Nintendo helped them with the desire to get there to get the next get Halo Six running like running really good on Scorpio, a nine ninety nine Metroid level, or or a story pack. must would eat that up. Sony Sony, I think Sony would literally be in trouble.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I just I just I want to see cool games come just come to these consoles and like yes you know i just i really i don't really play a lot of xbox games anymore but like i i still think that like that is a good console and i think phil spencer is a stand-up dude i think he's a good dude i think he's done a lot for that company in the last couple years uh especially i mean i know he's done a lot for the company in general but you know he's done a lot for that company in the last few years that like he's shown a lot of goodwill to gamers is I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And like, I think, you know, that Nintendo and Microsoft hooking up for some, some old N64 action on switch would be, would be great. Just, just great. So man, see off topic again. That's all right. We're always on topic. We're talking Nintendo. It's fun. Yes. But, uh, I think that is going to wrap up this episode of Nintendo Power Block. Ed, where can we find you?
1: You guys can find me on Twitter at That's Retro Code. You can also find my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and the Anonymous Radio Um, You can read my series, The Moment, at skirmishfrogs.com. Um, and check out NGR Radio with my new latest blog, uh, um fresh freedom um that's the latest one also if you know this is on tuesday so you guys can also check out my blog um, uh, ign.com under optional opinion or just look up anime e-n-i-m-e um i would have the beauty of video game not the beauty of video game sorry that's a later project um the uh the color of games uh to represent spring since springcast started. Um and check out also world one one podcast at shoutengine.com and iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, check out Power Black Tuesdays and Fridays.
0: Yeah. We need to get that Friday for those Friday episodes up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my that's my fault. But uh, you can find me at Corey Hudson and HD on Twitter, Corey and HD on Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna be doing a lot more on those platforms in particular. so uh, come follow me there. You can find me here on Powell Block every Tuesday on NGR radio every Monday. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, NGR radio. I'm really trying to push that now. Ed and I have been talking about doing a let's play and podcast series uh, so, Look forward to that. And until next time, we love you.
1: Yes, we do. Yahoo!